Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Raise the axe! Wait toward me! Raise the axe! Hold it! Welcome to Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 146. How are you doing, guys? 146. <laughs> I am much better right now. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Why is that, Stuart? <laughs> uh, we had um, some things to deal with during the weekend and uh, before the weekend, and, and now I'm past all that, and I feel a lot freer. Let me just say it that, yep. said that way. Scott, how are you yeah. doing? I'm I'm a little shell shot, but okay. uh, I'm getting there. You know, it was it's been like you said, it was an interesting weekend. Work has been a delight. Now all of our listeners are going to be like, "What happened over the I weekend?" I know exactly. Just like the episode of this fear, uh, there's going to be a lot of questions out there as to what the hell we're talking about. Exactly. Let's just say let's just say family got together, that's, and that's always that's an interesting situation. <laughs> yes. Uh, but we, our niece was here, and she was on the last podcast. She was not part of the drama, and she was awesome. Yeah. And we were very happy kid, to have her kid. here. Even though yep. she knew nothing yep. about the episode or hey, anything. Hey, she participated. She, she did a great job. No, she did. Yep. She did do good. So how are you doing, Kim? Oh, I'm good. We got a puppy over the weekend. Oh, and that wasn't yeah. part of the drama either. It was no, kind of no. drama. Uh, maybe it added to I mean... It. He's a handful, but his name is Bacon, and he's a four-month-old chocolate lab, full of energy, full of pee and poop, and has needle-sharp teeth that keeps biting the kids with. And yeah, but he's extremely cute. He's Makes up cute. for it. His, mm-hmm. his whole body exactly. wiggles when he shakes <laughs> his tail. So he likes to leave his mark around the house? He does. He's about That's twice nice. the size of what I thought he was going to be when I agreed to this. Gotcha. So <laughs> he's a big guy. He's almost as big as our boy Rogue, who's fourteen years old. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to. I got to see Bacon when he's a little bit t- calmer and tamer. Yeah, Bacon's. He's he's a big guy. So we've yeah, yeah we've uh, opened up a can of worms on that. But it's yeah, it's good for our family. I'm open It'd up a ex- can of whoop ass if he pees in the dining room again. Yeah, you just gotta get the kids on board and we're set. <laughs> Hell, you can't get the kids to stop peeing in the dining room. No, that is, that is very true. That so, yeah, crazy weekend, lots of stuff going on. And yeah. then well, we great. topped it off with a great episode of Fear. Which is which is deserving of a midweek beer. Scott, what are you drinking? 
I am drinking uh, another one from the local brewery here, uh, Birdsong. It's called All Night Long Blondale. And yeah. it's set up to look like the Knights baseball team logo. Ah. <laughs> nice. It's a tribute to them. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, so it's really cool. And so Blondale, um, I'm not a fan of Blondales, um, but I have a feeling, having had some Blondales that people have told me were really good, that this would rate pretty well. Because uh, I know a lot of people down around here talk about this one Blondale that Noda makes. And this tastes very much like that. Well, if then not, maybe a little bit better. Next week, you got to get that one. So you can compare. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. How about you, Kim? I am drinking a beer from the 21st Amendment Brewery. I don't know where this mm. is from, though. Uh, Utica, New York. Uh, okay, that makes sense. All right, it's called The Tasty, and it's an IPA. And the and can is a, beat to hell. It's a seasonal release, and it's got um, <laughs> Franklin, Benjamin ben, Franklin. Ben Franklin, yeah. Uh, partly naked. He's rolling laying, around in laying a, out in some hops. Yeah, right? he's rolling with, around in a yeah bit with of hops. his infamous kite right next to him. Nice. It's a really good beer. He's got hops on his boobs. He does. That's like nice. little pasties. Hops yes. pasties. <laughs> right on, Stu. What are you drinking? I have the Bug Zapper Sour Ale from Avery Brewing out of Boulder, Colorado, and let me tell you, aptly named. Is it good oh, yeah. or bad? It's, uh, let's see, lime zest, ginger, and mint. Oh. I think they could have left the mint out. Can the I mint kind of kills it a little bit. But, yeah, it is a bug zapper it, uh, for your taste buds. Ooh, it smells weird. Taste and, it. folks, you can't, you can't see it, but the, the two cans that they're drinking from are beat to hell. Um, they look like they've had a bad day. That's horrible. So you want to tell us how you got these beers, too? Mm. We had a swim meet on Thursday, and we were talking to one of our friends who uh, is a connoisseur of uh, mm -hmm. craft beers. And so he said, oh, I got some stuff for you to try. And so he said he was going to fill up our mailbox. So Friday morning, I went out to my mailbox, and there was 10 <laughs> completely different beers in the mailbox and a lot of beer in the bottom of the mailbox, which I texted to him. I said, well, that's a good, good way to wake up. And he said, yeah, some tried to get away on the way over because I guess he drove his golf cart over and the beers had been flying out of the back of the golf cart. <laughs> so uh, many of these cans are very beat to hell. But <laughs> yes, they, I was worried I wouldn't made be able to journey. open this one. I said, you can't let yeah. them get away, man. Can't let them get away. No, no. <laughs> but that's good. Good good guy. Fill in the mailbox. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a great neighbor. He's a keeper. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right. All right. So we got, this, we got the episode this week. Yeah. So uh, Humbug's Gulch. Gulch. We're going to cover Fear the Walking Dead, Season 5, Episode 3, Humbug's Gulch. Yep. So, um, Kim, what did you think of Humbug's Gulch? Oh, my God. Compared to the last two, this was great. I was happy to have something that was really interesting, finally. Um, by the way, this was directed by Coleman Domingo. This is his second time that he's um, directed an episode for Fear, uh, the last one was last season. So, um, anyways, it was a great episode. I was really excited about some of the walkers that they had in the episode. And then um, the whole John and June and Dwight scenario was amazing. I have to say, yeah, I mean, we all knew it was coming, but I was surprised when Dwight showed up. And I thought mm -hmm. that was great. I was, too. Yeah. I love the way that they brought him in where his head was kind of down and you were like, is that? Yeah. Well, it oh, played, it that part Dwight. played well because yeah, I yeah. mean, you you did think that you had this big bad that was out there to get him, and and the storm with the confusion of the storm that was going on, I was like, yeah, it was a perfect time to uh, introduce him. 
I liked it. I also liked the way that they didn't um, they didn't create this conflict between him and and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Morgan. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right. They could they could have milked that out if they wanted to by making Morgan mad at him because he was with the saviors and so forth. I thought it was good that they just kind of didn't do that. Right. They they Morgan accepted him. It was so you forth, did so. question it though when you first watch it. Mm-hmm. You're like. Wait, are they mad at each other? Mm-hmm. Wait, what? What right. was in their past that that like would they still be pissed at each other? They wouldn't be pissed at <laughs> right. each other right now, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you were kind of wondering what was going on. I, you know, I had, um, like I said, I had I had questions for this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, why the hell did they n- not just wait out the dust storm? Yeah, I know. Or why was it better to get in the car that had the broken window in the dust storm? <laughs> why did Dwight jump off the roof? All of a sudden, when everything seemed fine, and all of a sudden he jumps off the roof, and then it becomes like a whole another chaotic episode or another problem. Or, you know, why the San Antonio axe split bullet? <laughs> there was just like all these things. that was just that, cool. Yeah. And, um, and, and so many humbug gulches, like where, you know, I mean, and there just happens to be one that is in this area where they're trapped because these kids are creating walker barriers everywhere. There's a humbug gulch. Yeah. There, that he didn't know about, but he's like, oh, hell yeah, that's where I'm going to go, and he knows where all the guns are and all that kind of stuff. So there was a lot of um, suspend your disbeliefs in this episode, and I liked it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, um, you know, it's, I mean, that's the whole point. The show is like, you know, there's just crazy, you know, stuff. I, did, I enjoyed the silly the silliness of some of too. it. So, And I was did, excited um, for it. Did, did June really say... We can't leave because it's almost midnight in the middle of the day. There was a, there was that whole conversation they had inside was a little weird. Like, yep, the guys. Um, I, I I mean I I felt like I was watching an episode of Z Nation. Um, I I thought it was terrible. Oh come and on! It wasn't even no, that no, bad. No, I've never watched it. Listen, I the you're you're bringing up Coleman Domingo. I've never seen an episode with such poor attention to detail. I mean, the stuff in this thing was awful. I mean, it was just awful. Um, wow. I, I don't know if you <laughs> noticed it during the windstorms that none of the trees are blowing. I did not notice. I mean, I'm watching this. They're not really, one damn tree moves. They were really during dry. The they were really, so they were just kind of <laughs> stiff. I was just like, are you kidding me? This is terrible. Oh, my God. Uh, and why would you know uh, some just a bunch of stupid things like why would why would uh, Alicia leave the nail board on the road? Oh, oh I yes, said the same that thing. was the you other know, one I wanted I mean, to mention. That was a little. There were so many of those kind of scenes yeah. in this thing. You're that right. I was just like, well, especially the, when you the oh, Morgan, the detail was the, the, oh the worst part about that was when she left it. She said, "Morgan will be right behind us," and you're like, "You're right." Well, then move <laughs> the board. <laughs> <laughs> kind of stuff and i'm just like oh my god what the hell who does who came up with this this is horrible and then when morgan shows up in the truck you're like do you think he saw the board yeah (laughs) luckily he's got double tires (laughs) yeah we were like you know maybe they should put a uh, like some balloons out so that he knows where it's at (laughs) some sort of marker yeah the other thing too and this is the thing that's been bugging me for the last couple of episodes since we started watching these walkers strung up by their guts why are those stopping anybody? I mean, what the hell? I mean, drive through them. 
They did it in the episode. I mean, or, or you know, why would you even get out of your car and start cutting them off with machetes? But if they... Where you put yourself out, out there as a target. Well, if point, they drive through them, they can muck up the car. Oh, well, they might get it dirty, Man. but I don't think that's a big problem. But it, it, bits and pieces could get stuck in the engine, right? Mm, or, yeah, I mean, could, yeah, they could damage the car with them in, yeah. in some way. Yeah, that, I mean, that's fine. I mean... But they obviously, yeah, I mean, when it, when it was a stressful situation, they'd drive right through it. I mean, they've come across enough of them, they don't, they know there's not, like, cables there that are actually going to stop them. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's, just, it's just silly. I yeah. mean, you know, and Dwight's talking about these things are off into the woods as far as a man can walk. Well, I got to tell you, by the time they got all those guys strung up, some of them would have rotted out of the thing by then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's such a s- silly premise. That that's what's or holding cut, everybody cut back. Cut the jerky between them and let them like oh my go off to the side. Well, the even more sillier premise is the idea that we're supposed to believe the kids are responsible for this. Yeah, well, that 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 at the end of it, I was just kind of like, oh, so they're the big bads. And I have, wow. yeah, I have to say that at the end of the episode, that wah, part was wah, wah. disappointing. Yes, very yes. disappointing. Yeah. As you come in with the Price is Right little yeah disappointing and noise. It, Exactly, <laughs> uh, and I'm I, and I'm also quite tired of everybody's with their soul searching this season. I mean, God, everybody doesn't think they deserve this or they don't deserve that, you know, blah blah blah. And if I have to hear about June and John finding each other one more time, I'm going to scream. <laughs> <laughs> I said the same thing. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, we get right? it already. It was, it was, it was, <laughs> I didn't like it the first time I watched it, and I really hated it the second time I watched it. But I think it worked for this episode just because of Dwight's storyline. Yes. Like, yeah. if they the had. Dwight's storyline I liked. If they Don't hadn't done it right. the previous two episodes and just done it this time, then it would have been, it would have gone off much better. But, but even the stuff that they tried to be cutesy with, like the, the bullet, I mean, that, that was just so lame. Splitting the bullet on the axe, Really? I know it was kind of meant to be hokey, but that's why I'm saying it. it felt like Z Nation. Well, the reason it was so lame was like you didn't have to do that. Yes, you have one bullet, but mm-hmm. he's got an axe, and they're killing them all off without having to use ammo all the time. Like, mm-hmm. why is it now they have to? Then all of a sudden they have to worry about ammunition. Yeah, now and just so because forth. they're gunslingers in the OK Corral that they have to <laughs> shoot every walker all of a sudden. Just the stupid sagebrush blowing by all the yeah. time. It was I was a, like, oh my god! Which happens to only grow in that area. Well, yes, yes, exactly. and also the arm that Dwight used to hold it up was his mm-hmm. shot arm. That was his injured arm. So how is he holding it up over his head like that? And he's like, hold it higher. Well, number one. Yeah. You're gonna have a hard time holding that axe up over your head like that, anyway. Exactly. And it got and it got super still there. It sure did. Especially and he... with Scott's wrists, you know, supple they are. Yes, seriously. Yes, exactly. He would have been in exactly. so much pain when that bullet hit the axe that he would have just freaked out. And nothing but like even, that happened. But just the just the whole premise of that was just. I know it was meant to be a little bit hokey. I get that, but it in in the in the whole episode, it just really. I don't know. I, I just I'm 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 very discouraged by uh, by this now, unfortunately. Well, by this season. I it's interesting you say all that because I was reading an article that where the guy was interviewing Coleman Domingo about this episode, 
And he talked about how he really paid super close attention to all the details, <laughs> including the number of bullets that were in the guns. No. Because he said if it's a six shooter and then that seventh shot goes off, the fans are going to go crazy because they are they're ones that are counting and they know better. Well, then he didn't. He, he picked the wrong thing to be focusing yeah, on. Exactly. You know what? How hard is it to find a day in Texas when the wind is blowing really heavily? Really? I mean, that's like every other day. You couldn't film on a day when you got a windstorm that are blowing the trees in the background and so forth. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, again, I, I still don't understand why it was so important that they had to get back at that point. Like, I mean, I know, I know, I, um, John said something. I, I forget what he said. Like that, the I, they were were they after the kids at that point? They were trying to find the kids at that point, or yes, yeah. Are they? So, uh, anyways, he he had said something about the, the importance of them getting back. But June didn't seem like she wanted to leave at all. But he she was... wanted to go upstairs and photo doe. Yeah, well, except for the oh, point when he's photo doe. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Did she actually say that? No. Okay. No. <laughs> that sounded like was one of the terms she used though. She had it like, was the bedroom few... eyes to give it away. Yeah. But when he said, "Oh, there's the brothel," and she was like, <gasps> and he was like, "Well, they serve soup there because <laughs> right. there's the broth." Yeah, I, yeah, I got which it. Which was I, I thought was funny. The but brothel. Really? But really? You didn't like Stuart that Stuart thought it was very was, cute. He's liked, talked about it a lot. I like the, the corniness of that one. That was, because that's what he is. Right? Totally. Yeah, so they go inside and she starts... That was where I died one of my thousand deaths. But she started reading all the terms. Was, she, was that on the <laughs> Yeah, it was menu, on the card, the, talking about the different characters okay. and stuff, I think. And that's when the San Antonio, yeah. San Antonio split came up and... And she right. started saying other things. But. but she's sitting there drinking a beer while she's doing it. I know. It was yeah, like... that was the other thing. That's the other thing. I mean, another attention to detail. There's no beer that's good anymore. Oh. That's been sitting in the Texas heat for at least a year. Yeah. Beer doesn't, that's, that's, there's no good beer anymore. There's no crunchy chips. That's, yeah, exactly. I mean, come that on. Was funny. The, Coleman Domingo did a terrible job of making this realist. You don't think the they chips? Did. You don't think the chips would be crunchy anymore? Uh, no. They are because they have bugs in them now. Oh well, there's that. Exoskeleton. Maybe she's just eating uh, roach. Beetle chips. Yes. Gotcha. But, I mean, chips. Do the chips like go bad? Like after a long time in a bag? Let's do an experiment yes. and find out. Yes, they do. They get, they get forever. stale. Well, they're yeah, so unnatural. Stale. Was there anything you did like, Scott? Like maybe that would be easier to discuss. <laughs> I will bring that up on. I will bring that up on my hit. Oh. There's only one thing that he liked about the entire episode. No, I did. I get. I. I, I did like Dwight. Okay. I thought Dwight's character in this was really good, and I really did like the way that they handled Dwight and Morgan. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I thought those were two really positives with the story, and I'm. I'm interested in watching the next episode because I want to see that go further. Because I was really. I thought it was great the way that. I. I number one, I thought it was great the way that uh, John and June were able to convince Dwight to keep on going and the fact that you know he he was accepting them and 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 he was the Dwight we remembered who's actually deep down a good guy yeah mm-hmm. so so yeah so yeah I thought I found that to be very good well let's explore Dwight the whole scene a little bit the storyline because I also really liked that I like the way mm-hmm. that they introduced him but I more than anything I like the way that they explained how he ended up in Texas, that he was following these symbols <clears throat> in order to that find Jerry his wife. Was leaving, right? Because otherwise, I'm like, what are the odds he's going to be in Texas? The Mobius 
So the Mobius strip, yeah, I guess? Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. So, um, but my question is like, okay, <laughs> it's another attention to detail, but like, why isn't Sherry just waiting for him? Yeah, somewhere? exactly. Why does she keep running? Yeah. I don't get um, that. And if he's been, I don't either. He's been I mean, searching for over a year. And if, if yeah, it, especially when they're in an area where people have been staying for a while. Yeah. And if he's, I mean, he, he's getting all these clues so easily, but he can't find her. Right. He can find all these little clues everywhere, but he can't find her. Mm-hmm. Which is, right. I mean, seems kind of improbable. The other thing was, does the van not have plates on it? I, I didn't see. I didn't look to see if it had plates or know. not. I have no idea. But wouldn't that be a lot easier than trying to figure out the VIN number on the van? <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. He, he's like, I, I have the registration, the VIN number doesn't match. I was like, well, it would have the plate number on there too, which would be a lot easier to see from a distance. Yeah. And then Dwight wouldn't be trying to kill them. But I didn't see if the plates were gone, and I don't even know in the apocalypse why anybody would be stealing plates. <laughs> I don't either. It's but anyway, unless they're collectors, they want to show what states they've been through. Yeah. Um, Pull yeah. I, I will tell you this, though. I did love the way I loved. Um, <laughs> I loved Morgan, Morgan's first question to Dwight was, so did you take 20? Yes, I know. <laughs> that was good, yes, too. Down to 80, and then I picked up 85. Yeah, that was great. I love that. That was awesome. Yeah, because I was actually thinking, oh, yeah, that's, that's probably where I would go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just thinking that, that was such a great line because it disarmed Dwight. Mm-hmm. It did right off the bat. Now I read another article that that actually has some sort of significance about. Well, it took him through Georgia. Mm-hmm. Well, that yeah, was part of the well, thing. He said but, he got down to Georgia and cut over on twenty. But it's something about um, the roads being blocked, possibly by Alpha or somebody else, and that's what forced him to take that route. Mm. Yeah, he said that he was. Dr- or Sherry was driven that way. Right. So, yeah, something about it. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But isn't, wait a minute, where's Alpha? She's in Virginia. She's, she's in Virginia. She ain't in Georgia. No, but if he, had so to, if he had to take 20 South, there was something about it. That we, don't know, we don't know where the blockage is, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, right. But 20 South, if you're going South. Where are you going? you got to uh, go West south. on 20. Yeah, I mean, number one, he was probably, he was following to Montgomery. Sherry. You gotta go over that way. He was following Sherry, and I think Sherry took 20, so he followed 20. But it's also a logic way out of, a logical way out of that area. I think Alpha went down the Gulf Coast. Isn't she on vacation right now? <laughs> I think so. She's on a schooner. <laughs> Nonetheless, there's something that forced them to take that route. Yeah. And we're supposed to find out about it later. I'm Alpha. I need another pina colada. <laughs> I'm Alpha. I like to catch tuna. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a quiet on that one. Was that like a completely uh, another connotation that you're thinking about? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that got you right in the gulch. <laughs> but I'm bumped. <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad that they kind of, they made it, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Believable, I guess, as to why he's around. And, Why like, Dwight is around? Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. It's okay. It's cool that he's there. It's yeah. not, like, suspend disbelief or anything like that. So. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, yeah, it's still a little bit. But I don't have a problem with it. Let me put it that way. I, I can suspend the belief with that one and be fine with it. But I also like that they 
he came in on June and John and not Morgan. Like June and John are the ones that brought him into our group. And then Morgan sees him. I I like the way that they have introduced Mm -hmm. him into the show. I was just wondering, though, if because of that, because of the way they did it, I was wondering if they were building up to having a, a... a showdown between Morgan and Dwight. Yeah, and that's yeah. unneeded. When he realizes, you know, that that he likes June and John, and then they all of a sudden he gets together as a group, and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. Morgan's here. You know, and I was like, oh, God, if they do that, I'm just And then Morgan pipes him in the throat, and then well, it's over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, and that's the other thing that I really liked, that when... John was talking to June about him. He's like, oh, that's a really bad burn on his face. Mm-hmm. They have no right. idea about Negan or anything that went down well, back they in Virginia. Said, right, yeah. They even said, you know, do you think that happened before? And she says, no, that happened afterwards. I actually liked when he called him Walkers and yeah. John yes. reacted to it, which yes. was a, yes. a great little move. So it's cool to yep. see, like, all the... The stuff that we know from Walking Dead that's coming over into this, which I don't think Morgan really brought with him. Morgan brought just internal angst, whereas Dwight's bringing an entire storyline with him, with yeah. his wife uh-huh. and everything. And I'm, I like how they're melding the two to the two shows, yeah. and I feel like that's their way of ramping up to the movie that's going to be coming out. Well, and also the other thing that that is a little different with how they or their interest in introducing Dwight here is that he drove there, and Morgan was always walking everywhere, and you're like, mm-hmm. that's just implausible mm-hmm. that he would actually just be walking, and he, he's not actually walking there, but they always <clears throat> filmed him as though he was just like walking across the states. Yeah, yeah, but what? But Morgan's been with them for quite a while. Yeah, at this point. And right? yes, but and then you also have this other connection between Al and the other people that Morgan knows too. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, right. both of those, I think I question, I've always questioned more than seeing Dwight show up now mm-hmm. for some reason. And Dwight had, uh, again, I agree. I don't, I don't, it doesn't bother me as much, but maybe it's just because of the fact that we've already had like a couple other people that have interacted with our people over in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing I, in between. It, yeah. It I is really funny like it. that they all got trapped in the circle, though. <coughs> yes, yeah. That That's kind of weird. They just happened to all get trapped in the circle. I almost said what circle, but now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The Walker Jerky Circle. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the circle kids. Jerky. <laughs> circle Jerky. Circle Jerky. You think the kids are just uh, trying to protect their own little homestead? Like, do they have anything to I do don't. with the. I don't know. The I have no crispy idea. Critters. I have no idea. I, yeah, I'm I'm disappointed with the kids thing. I am totally disappointed with the kids thing. What kid is going to think to set up a perimeter? I mean, and what kid is going to be able to kill that many walkers and be able to string them up like that without they didn't even well, kill, they didn't them. kill them. They didn't kill them. They just they corralled yeah, them. That's exactly. even harder. How did they do That's that? That's even harder. I don't believe it at all. No, it's silly. And it sounds like the oldest and, sisters. And the fact that the... it's a barrier period. You know, that's a lot of work for those kids to be doing. When are they, you I'm know, saying. hunting and shit? Yeah. You know, getting supplies. Yep. And the sister seems like she's in control. They're out mending fences. <laughs> but oh even God. even that, that kid, when they were showing him at the end, looked completely uncomfortable setting that one walker up, even though they've supposedly set up like hundreds of these things. You're right. Yeah. And what did they do? Beat up their little brother and stick him in that van? Nah, they got Walker guts all over him, I'm sure. And are we to believe that he's okay? Is he going to get affected yeah, by the Walker fine. guts? Did they have just like a big roll of intestines somewhere that they're... 
I think so. I don't know. It's just I'm not happy with that part at all. I and I and I'm going to be even more disappointed if the entire reason they're doing that is just to protect their little homestead. Well, that is all they're doing. That's silly. Yeah, it's. You know, I mean, it's, I guess it's to scare people. Well, off. I say, I'm not so sure, Stu, because I. I mean, I don't understand the whole thing about the barriers, and then they send the one kid in there to learn about why they're really there. Um, yeah, I. I don't know why they would. You know, they want to get rid of them, evidently. But but why they, they, they really... want to try and figure them out at the same point. Yeah, I mean, they. Yeah, yeah they're trying to figure Wait, them out. What? But... They want to get rid of who? They want to get rid of um, all of them. But all of them. Who's them? All of our gang. Oh. Our gang. Okay. They don't want our gang in their area. Gotcha. But but I... I when you say so our gang... So they build a walker wall around them? I just want to say, or? when you say our gang, I always think of the little rascals. I know. And that's my intention. Okay, thanks. Our little rascals. <laughs> Go ahead. You are going to say something. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not sure... That, so the walker gut wall or fence is circle jerky, circling circling them into an area. So what's it keeping them away from? I don't know, and I'm, I'm always trying to figure out: are they on the inside? Or are they on the outside at this They're point? They're on the inside, and then when they break through, now are they on the outside? But they keep running into more of them. It's like, like how? <laughs> or wait a minute, maybe they how are. How mobile the are these children? And how big is the, the space? And it actually has a whole. <laughs> humbug gulch. No, they must be. That, they must be on the outside. But is the humbug the gulch outside. like within it? No, they have to be on the outside <laughs> of the perimeter. <laughs> of course, they're on the outside of the perimeter. Why? Why? Of course. Because they're trying to protect their little homestead. And does that have anything to do with the perimeter of where the, the pow- radioactive the power plant is? Because exactly. the woman thought it did. Yeah. But it doesn't really, right? Well, we don't know. We have no idea. Ah! We have no... I'm so frustrated. <laughs> Last week, we left it off with, okay, they just threw down all the cards, and we're going to see, like, where they shake it out as far as the storyline. And this week, I feel like they've used up all the things they threw down, but mm-hmm. I don't like where they're going. Yeah, they they have they have tried to steer us in some stuff, and... Um, I I just think I think the writers and and Coleman and them just kind of wanted to make a hokey episode. But what do they have? Do they have anything else that's like? Uh, but they weren't very good at it. They were ham handed with it. Yeah. Do they have anything else that's questionable now? Like, do they have any other bad people that like? Well, we still don't. We don't know the radioactive people. That stole we don't Al. know the radioactive people. The kids. Uh, where's Al? Oh right. Um, and then okay. the guy back so there, at the that's uh, right, that's true. denim sorry. factory. That was a dumb question. Yeah, there mm-hmm. are the. The, uh, yeah, we got the denim factory thing going on too. The tubers, but mm-hmm. but let's not forget like the whole premise of this season so far is the fact that they want to help people. So now we've got two different scenarios where the group has supposedly helped people for real, and that is one Dwight and two now the kids. But now the kids are going to bite them in the ass again, and it's going to be another situation that we just saw where Max Headroom. A.K.A. the denim mm-hmm. factory owner screwed them over and pretended mm-hmm. he needed help, and he he's actually taking back the denim factory. So now we've got the same scenario with the kids, and it's like one more incidence where 
Alicia's getting all pumped up. She's excited, and then her hopes are going to be dashed when she finds out who's actually they. They miss such a they did they miss such a a funny opportunity that they could have had that it would have actually been really good. When 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 uh, Lucy goes into her whole thing about saving people, you know, and talk about well, we plane crashed for someone, we almost died for the people. How can it get any worse? It would have been great if Alicia just cracked up. <laughs> When she yes. said that. Yeah, oh, and then yeah. Lucy started cracking up, too. I mean, just because she said that, how could it get worse? Yeah, I know. And, it, and it's, That would have been a great scene. Yes, it always gets worse. But <laughs> but that's my point, is, like, how many times are they going to make it worse? Like, are we going to do this well, all we season? Wouldn't keep, yeah, we will watch if they don't make it worse. But I don't want this same scenario happening all season. We're three episodes in, and we've already had it twice. Yeah, well, we'll get to Denim Boy later on, I'm sure, after they get out of the uh, circle gut circle. So Dwight's really their only success story, and they haven't even really, they haven't found Sherry yet, so they haven't fulfilled the prophecy or whatever. Well, yeah, he's their first opportunity. Yeah. But, I, and, and like you said, that's the concept is behind this whole season is that they are trying to help people. but They're failing miserably. It seems like the premise was really... They just dropped into the middle of nowhere, and we're just going to try and figure our way out of this. Yeah. Yes, we're dropped into a puzzle box. Yep. And we'll figure it out. And it's very close to midnight, even though it's like three in the afternoon. And I'm, yeah. <laughs> and I guess the only reason they're staying there is because... I played that back three times, because I wanted to make sure I actually heard what I thought I heard. But their only reasoning for staying in this area is to now help these kids who are actually the ones that are the bad guy, guys right. at this point. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be the wicked twist. Yeah. I think we could take a break. <laughs> I think we will. Um, so we'll go ahead and take a break, and we'll be back in a minute. Everybody, we're back. We're going to go right into our hits and misses for the episode. Um, Kim, you want to take us out of the barn? Yeah, my hit was when they are in the shootout in the Wild West town and the zombie is framed in the Western photo op cutout. Yeah. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Hilarious. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Fantastic. See, that was a good attention mm-hmm. to detail. Mm-hmm. Oh, they had, they had some in there that were their good attentions, but... The real details, though, they weren't looking at. They had gimmicky details that they put in there. Lots of gimmicky details, yes. Right. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Okay. Stu? Um, Actually, my hit was just the whole shootout scene, other than the axe part. Like, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that. I mean, I I have to say, it was a little frustrating with, um, with Dwight, like, going off to his own car. Mm-hmm. When they thought they were saving him after yeah, they've already right. saved him, and he jumps off the roof and stuff. But I actually, yeah, I th- then they have to have another speech while he's inside. Yeah, the but I, yeah, I thought the scene with them at, during the shootout was probably my favorite part of the episode. 
But you know, Stu, I even thought it was a little lame though. The, uh, yet again, you, and you know, bust Dwight on goes my, up and, my hit. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Because I mean, Dwight comes running up with the axe and nails a walker, and the walker just slowly falls on him. Well, he got the axe kind of stuck in his head, and he kind of pulled him on him. Too. Yeah, I, I get it, but I mean, come on, I could have dodged that. Yeah, but remember, he was shot in the it. arm, though. Oh yeah, yeah, that was definitely debilitating. Yes. Right. They. <laughs> well, he fell on it too when he jumped off the roof. So. Yes. Yes. He, he kind of did. did a lot just to that arm. Yeah, he did. He, he wasn't very bright. No. no. All right, um, well, you you hit on one, on my hit, which I was very disappointed on, um, with you doing that. Uh, I loved when Delight, Dwight called them walkers, and John yeah. asked him about that. Yeah, I thought that was good. I liked that that reference being brought out, and the fact that John even was kind of like, "Really, what?" Yeah, you know. So anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. I think just the introduction of Dwight himself in mm-hmm. that. Was great, and, and yeah. it was yeah. I think it was it was, it was well, well handled. It was well handled. We got the we got the Dwight that uh, we liked, mm-hmm. the guy that was kind of uh, you know on the edge, but but really a good guy in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> my miss. Yes. What is your miss, Kim? Um, I kind of changed my miss just because of our discussion, and that is. I'm kind of disappointed in myself when I said at the beginning that it was an amazing episode. <laughs> so Kim was the miss? I'm the miss. So your, your For the initial, first time ever. Your initial reaction is the miss. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Because we certainly picked it apart. <laughs> So, yeah. That is very true. That is a good point. I'm second guessing myself there. (laughs) (laughs) Stu, what's your miss? My miss, um, yeah, okay. I I know what your reaction is probably going to be to this. I I know you have an answer to this, but it still bothers me. Spit beer all over my computer. It still bothered me. When Dwight goes into the van, the back window Mm -hmm. is blown out. Right. But there's really no danger to him. And he's completely right. surrounded mm-hmm. by walkers all around him, uh-huh. yet he has no window in the back. Uh-huh. And they right. they can't crawl through there at all and get to him. Because they don't crawl, mm-hmm. right? right? Like, they won't, like, get up in there. It just really bothered me that, like, really, there was, not, there was no problem with him being in there, even though but he's actually exposed. They could break the glass. They could break the glass. That's surrounding him. Yeah. And then reach him very easily. Yeah, but the, and there were tons of them. Yeah. Right. But yet, he's fine. It was that easy yeah. to get him out of there. When we're supposed to be so scared of these things. Right. And yet he's surrounded by them, and it's like, really, they're not doing anything to him at all. Yep. That's, I mean, I agree. Yeah. And the brothel. Right. And the brothel. Because the, he said that you could get soup there, and I thought that was ridiculous. I thought you'd love that. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> nice. Nice. I love it. I My miss is there, there are so many... I don't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> where to start? You mean, it's like where to finish. We've already been going through them all I know. the entire time. Yeah, I mean, the, the one I wrote down was the blowing trees. I mean, that just really got under my skin big time. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I just, I just thought it was, it was a horribly directed episode. Um, and so you're, li- you're leaving it all on Coleman Domingo. On this one, I am. I mean, don't get me wrong. The writing was bad, but <laughs> but the uh, 
You know what it might be, sort of, with a person that's probably not as experienced in directing? Is that he is seriously framing stills. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going for just the stills. And not, like, the action of what's going on, maybe. Well, I think, I really do think that, I think the writers intended it to be even more hokey and less, um, I think he, he didn't know how to commit. He didn't know how to commit to one thing or the other. So he made some stuff a little hokey and some stuff serious. And um, and then there was so many just errors in storyline, you know, or, or disappointment with the kids and stuff like that. Um, but I think, yeah, I, well, I don't, I think he needs to. That's big picture stuff, though. Right, right. So I think, yeah, yeah, yeah it's that, probably that's not, I'm saying that, not what mm, he's, no, no, he's no. dealing with, so. And I agree with you totally. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying there was that stuff, underlying stuff that, yeah. that made it a little bit harder to take. But I just don't think he really grasped, um, he, he didn't commit to what the writers were trying to do there. Mm-hmm. He tried to. Oh, yeah, I know it was. That, Kim, you were talking about the walker. They did another classic walker, uh, cowboy walker, with when they shot the one walker and he fell in the... The horse trough. Yes. Oh, yes. That's right. You know, that was a classic Western yeah. thing. You know. So they got, you know, they put a lot of that kind of stuff in there, but then they just... They fell short of everything else. Yeah, they just didn't follow through very well with the stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah, that's my take. Okay. Well, I think that would... Uh, yeah, no, I think it would be difficult, really, uh, when you think about it, because you are dealing with not going too hokey on it. Right. You know, because he's mm-hmm. he's kind of set with this whole environment that is a little ridiculous. Because I mean, they're they're coming across old west now, and all of a sudden we're supposed to be in the old west world, which is what he dealt with. Right. And this was supposed to be zombies in Westworld. Yes. And and very just, much so. Yeah, you needed to commit one way or the other. Either you're going to make the thing hokey as hell and try to just have fun with it, or you try to. Uh, find ways to make it as realistic as possible and and he couldn't accomplish either one really Mm -hmm. (laughs) well on that on that same note Mm -hmm. we have some listener feedback and our first to go is mark lavarnway okie dokie smoky (laughs) now we're getting somewhere my while my misses still outnumber the total combined misses of kim since the podcast began, I'm getting interested. <laughs> Wish there would been had been some tension between Dwight and Morkin, but whatever. Isn't it strange how the walkers will tear apart a door framed to get to a piano, but are docile as hell if you tie their guys together? Damn kids and their stupid dog. Oh wait, wrong show. <laughs> Scooby Doo. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's good. Uh, Joe Johnson said. John motherfucking Dory and the San Antonio Split. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I bet Joe Johnson was hoping Kim was going to read that, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, okay, now that I got that out of the way, are we supposed to believe that the children of the corn kids are the big bads <laughs> hanging heads? Cool episode. Definitely more enjoyable than the last. I, I think for for Joe, you need to at least read that first lining for him. John motherfucking Dory with the San Antonio Split. There you go. <laughs> It was better than mine. You're right. Thank you. You got to add some Southern in there. (laughs) No, but I agree with Joe because, I mean, that's kind of what I was saying when I first, when we first started talking about the episode is that it was a better episode than the first two of the season. 
when we start p- picking it apart, I'm like, oh crap, it's not a really good episode. And um, that kind of makes me worried for the rest of the season. Well, you know, I think it was... Uh, I'm still holding out hope. I, the kids was disappointing, but... Yeah. Yes, exactly. I think the end of the episode, trying to figure out, okay, what the hell are they doing to the next with the next episode? It wasn't like, uh, next episode, I'm excited to see what happens. No. I'm like, I hope what? they figure it out, because yeah. these kids are kind of screwing it's it like, up. like, what do we well, do now? Well, not only that, they were... But, but most, of the, uh, most of the previews for the next episode were... Uh, 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 Daniel stuff, and I'm just not quite getting into that uh, storyline yeah, that much. Right, 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 right. So maybe next week uh, you will. Maybe I will. <laughs> maybe I keep holding out hope, guys. <laughs> keep holding it out. <clears throat> it's it's gets you through day to day, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Schrodinger's cat at in paradox state said writers have no overall story direction. Rather than character development moving story forward, they're just pawns of the plot, and plot is showing cool zombies never seen, i.e. radiation and tornado, and forcing silly arcs to get there with vague theme of finding hope thrown in with a few lines. Yeah, hey, uh, Schrodinger, don't forget about the uh, the bird shit uh, walker, too. That was, that was like, the best one so that far. That was yeah, pretty funny. That's true. that's true. Cash Cooper at Cash Coop said, Fuck the kids. <laughs> We should have known. <laughs> I like the pacing of this episode and learning uh, more about John's entertaining past. I like the parallels with the comic regarding the theme of deserving to be happy despite your past actions. Loved the San Antonio split. Okay, oh, Cash. Cash. That, I think that that's that's you. On I that think one. Cash was stoned when he wrote that. Well, because uh, yeah, honestly, that is more of a comic booky kind of thing. I would think. No, I'm kidding. But still. just messing with the Cash. Uh, David Valentin at uh, DV Orlando said, It was entertaining, had a hard time understanding why his wife keeps running and leaving clues. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah we have the same questions. So we have the same questions. David actually liked this episode, but he doesn't like any of the other episodes that he writes it about. <laughs> well, he didn't. No, no. Let me back up. I will say that he did have a negative comment at the end. He does. He okay, does. So. He, finished, he finished strong. <laughs> 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 and I agree with his comment because yes. it's like, bitch, uh, stay in st- one way spot. To, <laughs> way to stay true to form, David. Way to stay true to form. I mean, if she would just <laughs> be like. Don't let the peer pressure get to you. Hey, I'm going to stop in that house that's down the street at like yes. Martin Road, blah, blah, blah. You'll find me there. I'm guessing the you know, the, Kim, infinity, said that, the infinity symbol, I think, means this is how long you'll be searching for me. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Kim, I, I love the way you said that because it sounded so much like a episode of Drunk History. <laughs> very nicely <laughs> yeah. put. I would yeah. do very well on Drunk History. I would yes, love to I be on that show. Would. Yes. I think you would be She'd adorable. She'd be like, hey, why are you doing that? We're like, oh my God, you've been searching forever for me and I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> faked you faked you out you're pretty lame you're not very good at finding no, people no not at all wow alright we're wow. submitting that shit to Comedy Central totally next week on Fear of the Walking Dead season 5 episode 4 Skidmark hmm the cat is back mm. Sarah Strand and Wendell run into an issue with a rescue mission as Charlie meets a new friend Morgan Alicia and Luciana Try to finish their mission. 
Scott, hopefully it is something about the cat, and this time not about a different kind of skid mark. Exactly. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, Lord. So, but, yeah, we're going to be dealing with Daniel in the next one. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody sound excited. Oh. All at once. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm still holding on hope that this will be interesting. Well, I watched the preview for next week, and it was like, meh. Charlie is, like, in the back of a... Of, of Daniel's truck and get stuck mm-hmm. there. Oh, because yeah, she was trying to infiltrate yeah. his his compound. That's I was right, like, that's, that's right. not exciting to me, guys. Hmm. They're going to steal a plane. Uh, I did know everybody could fly a plane, but I guess they all can. Now Charlie can. Ah, excellent. Yes. But <laughs> only with the help of Skidmark. Only with the help of Skidmark. <laughs> all right, you guys, if you'd like to write to us, you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. At Twitter at Fear Me Podcast and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fear Me Podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good night. Good night, everybody. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.